Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another resume review today. We've got a very special resume here that I think you guys will enjoy. And if you would like your resume reviewed, you can email me eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Just send send an email, provide some context, uh, you know, what your career situation is, what you're trying to do, uh, send your resume. Now, one of the first tips that I usually say is put your resume in a one-page format. Uh, and we'll go a little bit more in depth there here coming up. But if you are doing a resume review and you want to send your whole resume, your whole CV, that's fine too. Put that in the uh, put that in the email so that I know that you know that you should definitely work on a one pager. But a lot of you guys may need help determining which lines, which items in your resume should make the one page. Because obviously, if it's one page, you only want the strongest stuff there. So that's fine too. We can work on that together. But the first few I'm doing for for free, no charge, and then there'll be a slight charge for this going on just just for my time. Uh, I'm not going to nickel and dime you guys. Uh, I really just want to help and I really enjoy going through people's resumes. Um, You know, a lot of times you guys do things that are really well done and write things well done. And I use that for my own stuff as well. So I appreciate you guys trusting in me, believing in me. And I think a lot of people who've been sending their resumes in uh, have been getting a lot of great feedback from the working world on their resume. So Keep sending them in, guys. Uh, just email us there. Uh, comment down below if you have any changes to the video or any other things that we forgot to include in the resume that you think is a good idea or any questions, you can comment that down below as well. But let's go ahead and get started. So to provide a little context here, this person uh, had been working in the clinical research industry but took a few years off uh, to parent their kids, uh, but now they're looking to get back into clinical research. So... I think this one will be fairly straightforward and easy because they were in the clinical research field before, but obviously they want to become more up to date with some of the modern uh, ways that we submit resumes and get people jobs. So decide to send their resume in. So thank you for that person. You know who you are. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. So I took out the most... uh, I took out the most identifying information and then I just put what they had there anyway um, in red. So, and then I should have, let's see, I should have all my track changes here and I'll be able to make comments on the side. So obviously they had their name there and then um, this person put that they're a permanent resident authorized to work for any employer in the USA. So that's only for people, I guess, that are not citizens of the USA, but are applying for a job in the USA. So that's a good line. You definitely want it to be known that uh, you are allowed to work in the USA. But typically on a job application, because you're going to be submitting your job application to a portal of some sort, they're going to have a line for you to check that as well. And you can explain that usually more so in a portal. So if your resume is tight on space, then you can actually take that out, I believe, because um, like I said, that you're going to be putting that information in a portal. Um, and, you know, the recruiter is probably going to ask you that question in a phone screen. It's going to come up. So if you're really, really tight on space, then I would recommend that you can take that out if you would like. All right. So we've got here the first part is the career summary. So self-motivated and organized professional 
holding master's degree and one year full-time advanced postgraduate diploma in clinical research with more than three years of experience in clinical research industry with the sound working knowledge of I okay that's a long sentence um, so how can we how can we tighten that up um, let's see so first I'm gonna say this this is a wordy sentence let me put, I'm just put a comment here and I, let's zoom in here maybe a little bit more difficult wordy sentence but it has lots of good information there. Um, so it has a master's degree and a one-year full-time advanced postgraduate diploma. That's a lot. So, so can we take out... So yeah, I, we definitely want to take out advanced. Okay, I thought it was going to... thought I was going to show red um, with more than three years of experience in clinical research industry with a self-working knowledge of ICH, GCP, GDP, ECRF, federal regulations and HIPAA guidelines. All that stuff is really good. Um, we'll let her rework that because I don't want to spend too much time on that. It's not a huge deal, but you definitely want to keep these in there. ICH, GCP, GDP, ECRF. Great stuff there. And I'm glad that's in the career summary here because what a recruiter is going to do is they're going to pretty much scan your resume for keywords like that. So initially my eyes drop down. I see ICH, GCP, GDP. I'm like, okay, okay, this person knows what they're talking about here. And I can pretty much skip the rest of that paragraph. But I definitely do recommend this career summary here. And then they say expert in liaising between different departments, investigators, and IRBs with ability to handle patient visits, all trial-related documents and support and coordinate multiple tasks, um, strongly interested in conducting research in an ethical and safe manner. All right, well, we don't need that because that's kind of a given. So I would take that out. Um, I mean, everyone is should be interested in that, right? So I don't think we need that there. That's good. So that frees up some more space for us to turn this into a one-page resume. Now, we're not going to be completely turning this into a one-page resume. I'm just going to be providing some stuff on the side. And we're going to be talking about some really of the strong points throughout this resume that this person should focus on in order to uh, make it the best one pager that we can. But so far off to a good start. Um, and like I said, three to five seconds is what you're going to get from a recruiter's eyes. Maybe even less. More and more people are applying to clinical research every day. So if you're not applying, I'd recommend you apply now because lit literally Every month that you wait, it's getting harder. So the best time to apply is today. Um, actually, the best time to have applied is yesterday. Then the second best time is today. And the third best time is tomorrow. So really want to work on this stuff pretty quickly, guys. So professional experience, senior executive, BA, BE, medical writer. Okay. And then they have the dates and location there, but I took them out. Um, let's see, writing protocols, informed consent documents, and case report forms for BABE trials in coordination with principal investigator and sub-investigators. Very good. It's a strong line there. Um, and this is a good point. I mean, if you have experience writing protocols, that's really good. That means you have experience reading them as well. So that means you'd be good in project manager, 
you'd be good uh, study coordinator, you'd be good uh, pretty much all, all the clinical positions, clinical trial assistant, you know, just depending on what you want, uh, CRA, you know, whatever. So that's good. Preparing clinical study reports and its appendices in coordination with investigators, sub-investigators, solid. These are solid lines. Scan and upload all documents as per module requirements, solid. Uh, ethics committee coordination and submissions of protocols. ICDs, AEs, SAEs, protocol deviations, and end of study reports. Very good. Documentation, maintenance, and archival study documents, including clinical study reports. So very good. So clearly this person has had experience in the clinical research field because, look, it's just flooded with keywords, protocol, informed consent, case report forms. Um, I'm not quite too sure what this is, but BA. B, yeah, I'm not quite too sure what that is offhand, but uh, the recruiter may know because they just deal with so many resumes. I'm only as versatile with um, you know, the U.S. lingo. And as you can see, this person is not from the USA. So if they've done work in other countries, it may be you know, said a little bit differently. So I'm sure if they explain this, I would understand. I'd be like, okay, this is how it's said over here. And that's a, something key to keep in mind as well. You want to structure your resume for the country, location, the job that you're applying for. So if this isn't obvious to other people, and maybe I just don't know, but if it's, if it's not obvious to other people, maybe you substitute B-A-B-E for the obvious definition of that because you want people that are going to be reading your resume to understand what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, this is a good section. It's just flooded with these keywords, ICDs, AEs, SAEs, protocol deviations. Good. And, it, and it's good that it's there because this is actually what you did, it seems like. So clearly you understand those terms. They're definitely looking for uh, understanding of those clinical research terms demonstrated interest there so clearly you're going to have a leg up over somebody with no experience because just starting off with your resume you've already got solid experience now here is some real meat here's the real meat of the resume clinical research coordinator i've got to tell you man industry loves study coordinators you guys work so hard um, not paid nearly enough uh, for what you do, you know, juggling. I've heard of people juggling up to nine trials at one time. It's crazy, but this is this is where the rubber really meets the road. You can you can apply as a from a coordinator to a obviously another coordinator position. You can apply become a CRA. A lot of CROs right now are looking for coordinators. So if you have a coordinator and you have experience, I would definitely look out for CRA jobs uh, if you're interested. Um, or, you know, just look out for other study coordinator positions. Or if you want to make that jump to the CRO, you can apply for any of the positions that you feel qualified for at a CRO because they love coordinators because you understand how the trial is run uh, at the site level. So I'm sure this is going to be similar to the ups to the uh, previous one with just lots of uh, of these terms here. So coordinating phase three Durham trial and compliance with protocol uh, SOP. GDP and regulatory requirements. Okay, so that's good. Um, also, I would put indications here. So you raise a good point there. I'm not sure I understand. Whoops. Whatever, Siri. Um, so you raise a good point there where you said dermatology. So I would put your indications here. What indications are you familiar with? You could put them there. Or, if you feel more comfortable, you can put them in the career summary. 
or you could put them in both if you have the space. But definitely put your indications here. So you can put dermatology or more specifically, um, if you want to say like, uh, let me see, acne or acne or, you know, something like that. Um, that's cool. You can put that there as well. And that way, when they're scanning down, they see, okay, this person has had an acne trial. This person had a this trial. This person had a GI trial. Okay. Um, like I said, they're not going to be reading in and out here, uh, delving too deeply into what you've been doing here on the resume. They're just going to be scanning and looking for terms here. And indications are huge. So administering the informed consent assent to subjects, perfect. Standard coordinator thing. Um, coordinate screening enrollment, perfect. Coordinate and schedule subject visit, perfect. And I'm not reading these because I know these are probably the standard uh, wording for it. So, I mean, there's, there's probably nothing, no magic in there other than the standard wording. I mean, track enrollment status of subjects and document dropout information such as dropout causes and subject contact efforts. IP dispensing, maintenance and accountability. All right. That sounds good. Let's add a period here. So it's not a period. Raw data collection and timely completion of the source documents, ensuring that all the relevant information required in the case report form are present in the source document. Documents, adverse event, protocol amendments, and deviations, and notify them to ethics committee and sponsor as per regulatory time frame. Complete the case report forms within the timelines and within with minimal F errors using electronic data capture. ECRF and help monitor resolving um, document case forms, if any. No, document change forms. I think that's what, yeah, that's what stands for. Act as liaison between site and the CRL. Compile and update the TMF and investigator site file. Maintain and update the study related log, screening, enrollment, blah, blah, blah. So these are all solid. Now, you don't need all of these lines under a coordinator. So if we're going to condense this down into a one-page resume, we're just going to need the best stuff. All right? So I would delete this, this one. Um, I'm just going to highlight them. Um, and I would, you would be able to combine some of these as well. So we're definitely going to delete some of these. Coordination with the P. I mean, that's obvious. Let's delete that. Maintenance of regulatory documents for submission notification. Coordinating ethics committee submission and notification. I think we can combine these two. Manage the accountability of the clinical. I mean, we can delete that. Organize space for study. We can delete that too. There's just, we want to make sure that it's just the, you know, the raw meat of actually what you did, not just fluff. Uh, facilitate monitoring for CRA. Coordinate with study monitor during the study startup activities. That's a good one. Um, especially, and also what you want to do here is if, if you're applying for a CRA gig, you want to highlight the stuff you did with the CRA and some of the CRA tasks uh, that you may have helped with. So IP accountability is huge for a CRO. So I would definitely have, have maybe a line or two about that for sure. Um, show that you've worked with the CRA before. So facilitate monitoring for a CRA. So I'd put a couple lines in there talking about how you worked with the CRA. Um, you really want to... Uh, kind of conduct your resume, kind of filter your resume for the job that you're applying for. And that, that really helps out a lot as well. 
so really here we can we can tighten this up, condense this into just the strong points here. Um, and you know, there's not an exact science here, but I would definitely have some of the more robust things, some of the more more terms in there. You definitely want to have these terms: ICH, GCP, SOPs, um, and eliminate some of the fluff there. Okay. And then here's something interesting as well. So we got animal cell culture analyst. So this sounds like just reading off some bench research. Now, if if you're a couple jobs removed, this person is two jobs removed from that position, it looks like. And I don't remember the dates that were there, but let's just say this person is two jobs removed. So obviously what they care about is these two experiences, the, the medical writer and the study coordinator. So we want everything else to be less or minimal on the resume. Because remember, we've only got one page here. So we want to highlight our strongest attributes. Now, sure, if all you've got is bench research, then sure, you got to highlight what you can. And you've got to turn these terms into clinical research terms. But this person has extensive experience in clinical research. So, yeah, we could mention this, maybe put a, a couple lines in there. But we do not want to have too much here on it. You know, maybe it might explain a gap in time or something like that, but we don't want to have too much here at all. Um, and then education. Now, a lot of people may agree or disagree with me on education, but clinical research does not care too much about education. Unless you're applying to be a, you know, a physician, unless you're applying to be a medical science liaison, unless you're applying for, you know, to be a medical reviewer or, you know, something like that, then you can uh, definitely minimize education. You can turn this into a two-line thing, especially on a one-page resume. Uh, because obviously they're going to see through your experience that you experienced. This is an experience-driven industry, um, not a... Not a degree-driven industry. Unless, unless, unless you're applying to review contracts, you need a law degree, or you're you know, becoming a physician and you need that MD degree. But other than that, this is not really a degree-driven industry. This is an experience-driven industry. So I've worked with people that do not have bachelor's degree. And that sounds crazy, doesn't it? I've worked with people who have associate's degree, kind of worked their way up from the bottom. I've also worked with people who have PhDs, who do the same job as me. So it is really not an education-driven industry. This is an experience-driven industry. So, But it's good that you have experience here. It's very good. So advanced postgraduate diploma in clinical research, that's good. It, it can only help. In India, Master of Science in Biotech it can only help. Bachelor of Science in Biotech, only help. So you've got your degrees here. Now, for a one-pager, we'd want to make one line somehow. Uh, let's put a comma, let's put a comment in there. Um, so we'll make that one line. All right, so we've got that, skills here. Now this is good, this is also gonna be something that's gonna be small, definitely on the one page resume you want this. You may have this, uh, you know, kind of at the bottom of your resume, or you can structure how you want to. But Microsoft Office, for sure. And then you want the email in there, too. So Word, Excel, PowerPoint. So I put Outlook, because that's a big one. I've, like, for my, for example, I never use PowerPoint. I use Outlook, Word, Excel, Adobe Pro as well. 
um, Oracle RDC, EDC efficient, proficient clinical analytics. So this is good. You want to make sure that you put your clinical trial, um, clinical trial related systems in there under skills. These are almost more important than having Microsoft Office there because everyone has Microsoft Office, but not everyone knows how to do Rave. Not everyone knows how to do metadata CTMS. Not everyone knows how to do Shulman IRB. Not everyone knows how to do, you know, these other clinical research uh, quorum. Not everyone knows how to, you know, deal with like study kick, BBK. Not, you know, you want to put these skills in there. So if you know patient recruitment, if there's a patient recruitment software you use, maybe you put that in there as well. Uh, maybe if you did some patient recruitment, you throw that in there under under clinical research coordinator because clinical patient recruitment is huge these trials cannot be run without patient recruitment so that's something you want to keep in mind for skills so I'm gonna just put that in here right now so make sure you have all of the clinical trial related softwares used i.e. MCTMS, Rave, etc. All right, then there was some symposiums and seminars attended. Okay, cool. Workshops attended. All right. Very cool. Cold chain management course references. Uh, they had some references here. Uh, not needed on a one-pager. Uh, you'll need your res references typically later on in the clinical research application process. Um, after, your, after you interview, I think they'll ask for references after that or maybe before you interview. But it does not need to be included on the resume. And they'll ask for it separately. Um, so you got these management courses or workshops attended. Not necessarily needed unless they were huge on your one-page resume. You can put them in there just in a, in a line or two, if possible. But another thing, you want to make sure your resume is easily readable also. So you don't want to overpower it with information. Because remember, three to five seconds. They, I mean, they don't want those three to five seconds to be difficult either. They're just going to be scanning through. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to spend that three to five seconds looking through a maze. So overall, this is a very solid resume. Um, this person should have no problem getting into a clinical research gig. And remember, the key with this person's resume was they had a gap. They had a couple-year gap. So a lot of people may be saying, yeah, I had a gap. Maybe I had to do this or I had to do that uh, in that gap. Maybe I just went traveling Europe for a year. Uh, maybe I you know, decided to raise kids for a year or do whatever it is. I had to take care of mom for a year. I had to take care of dad for a year, whatever it is. Um, you know, and people may be a little bit curious, is that going to affect their job prospects or what? Well, the industry is so thirsty for people with experience. And this person has years of experience in clinical research, two, three. So I don't think they'll have any issues with that. Um, but still apply, still use some of the tactics we discuss on the channel. Um, you know, the Indeed tactics, the networking tactics, um, the emailing tactics, all that stuff we go through on the channel. But I don't think you'll have as big of a problem as somebody with zero research experience. Um, so don't worry about that gap. If they ask about it, if they ask you know, how to explain that gap, 
um, just be honest. I mean, I think raising raising kids is a very noble reason for, you know, running to raise your children is a very noble reason for quitting work. I mean, who cares? Some people may not like it, but who cares? Um, obviously, family is important to you. I think enough people will empathize with that. Enough companies will empathize with that. And it's not going to be a big deal at all, especially with you having experience. So don't worry about that. And just for those people out there who have gaps in their careers as well, I would just explain it, you know, say what it say what it is. I mean, life isn't all about work. Even if you just want to go travel Europe, you're going to be able to bring that experience back. And who knows? Maybe you even picked up a language while you were there. So you're going to be even more valuable. For example, I'm on a study right now and they're saying if any of you CRAs know another language, we want to send you to, you know, a couple Spanish speaking countries to monitor. So that there's some great opportunities for people that know other languages some great opportunities and you never know what your study will need. So, and also that, yeah, that's another thing now that I'm thinking about it, you can put that under skills as well. Put, put what languages you're proficient in. I know a lot of people are coming over from other countries and may know a few languages. So definitely put those under skills as well, because that's becoming kind of in demand right now. So overall, very solid resume. Hope these tips helped. Um, and I'm not going to post the person's resume because you can see it in the video. So hopefully that that helped. Um, but I will send a copy of this back to the person who messaged um, so they can follow along as well with me going through it. Um, but yeah, didn't really have too much to say, too much change because the wording is pretty much the standard wording that's given. So hopefully that, that helped, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching this video. It's probably over 20 minutes or maybe close to 30 minutes now. But send in your resumes, as always, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. And take care, guys.